Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew in the 19th chapter actually just finished it. I want to look at the cross-references, though, to the event that we saw at the end of that chapter. So today we're going to go to Mark uh, chapter 10, verses 17 through 31, and basically just read through this and point to the little things that were a little different that give us uh, a little more complete insight as to what was going on at this time. So beginning with verse 17, as Jesus was setting out on a journey, well, we found out something different right here than we did in Matthew. In Matthew, it just says someone comes up to Jesus. Here Jesus is about to take off. But a man comes to him. A man ran up to him. Notice he ran up to him and knelt before him. Well, all that's a little different. We're learning a lot of detail about that. So Jesus is about to leave. His man comes running up, and he kneels before him. And he asks him, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The fact that he runs up to him, the fact that he's kneeling before him and calls him a good teacher uh, might give us a little more insight into what he was really feeling. He wasn't just saying, oh, great rabbi, rabbi. What about this? He's kneeling before him. And in what we've seen uh, in Matthew so far, uh, when he says, what do I need to do to obtain eternal life? I've done all these things. What am I lacking? You know, that attitude, and now we know that he's kneeling before him, shows us that he believes that Jesus has the answer. And when he calls him good, that he means more than just your average good teacher kind of thing. Now, verse 18, And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Verse 19, You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. So Jesus leaves it there. Matthew also says that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So does that mean that Mark is incomplete? Does that mean that Matthew has added some stuff? No, no, no. That just simply means this is all that Mark communicates about it. Okay? This is all he says about it. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean just because he left some stuff out that he's lying to us <laughs> or anything like that. No, he's moving on with the, with the narrative. Verse 20. And he said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. So I mentioned that in the Matthew time together, that is from his youth up, from the time that I knew about this, Lord, that I understood this, that I was accountable before the Most High God from that time. I've done that. I've kept these things. Verse 21. Boy, here's a powerful verse. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him. So how does Jesus feel right now? says he feels a love for him. So it helps us to understand the mood and the tenor of what Jesus is about to say. Now Jesus says this, One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus said that in a somewhat quiet voice to where the young man could hear it, and not the whole world. Jesus felt love for him. He told him in Matthew, if you want to be complete, go do this. Here Jesus is telling him that he lacks something, and the guy knows he lacks something. Because in Matthew, he had just said, what am I lacking? Okay, 
Jesus says, here's the one thing you lack. Go and sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. What was the man lacking? He was lacking following Jesus. What was keeping him from following Jesus? His stuff. It had become a stumbling block. Verse 22. But at these words, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, How hard it would be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's sort of interesting because the way that Jesus says this is sort of like in the future. How hard will it be for those? And we discussed that in a previous episode about what is meant by that. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus answered and said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. Now that's something right there that we didn't see in Matthew. Jesus declares children how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. And he's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to those around him. And remember what he's already uh, said. He'd already told them that you have to enter the kingdom of God as a child. Remember that? You must enter in that type of way with that type of manner, that type of understanding, you know, by faith and by belief. Jesus continues, verse 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And we discussed that in a previous episode, that if you're dependent upon your riches, if you're dependent upon your ability to expedite the entry into the kingdom of heaven, you might as well forget it. It is not going to happen, okay? They were even more astonished and said to him, then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, with people it is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. And again, what we looked at previously, with people, you being able to do what you can do in the flesh, you being able to do what you can understand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it is impossible to enter the kingdom. But with God, all things are possible. <coughs> so what's the difference? Well, God will take our heart of flesh from a heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh, right? He will transform us he'll conform us into his likeness well you would think everybody would understand that and maybe they did but here's peter he a foot and mouth disease boy he just jumped right in there and was going to say something profound right uh well yeah he did in a way he said a question peter began to say to him behold we've left everything and followed you hey master 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 we left everything followed you remember what matthew said what then will there be for us what do we get out of this, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus said, Truly I say to, you, say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farm for my sake and for the gospel's sakes, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions. And in the age to come, eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last first we'll probably talk about that more later but right here in mark's gospel he gives us an actual number you know of what type of increase is going to take place jesus says yeah yeah peter i know you left and here's what's going to happen you're going to receive a hundredfold in this present age a hundredfold houses brothers sisters mothers children's farms 
Well, what does that mean? Does that mean we're all going to own a you know, own 100 houses? No, no, no. It means that we're going to have a brotherhood. We're going to have a fellowship. If I have a need to have somewhere to stay tonight, I probably got 100 people, seriously. I could call and say, hey, can we spend the night with you? We need to stay somewhere. See, it's that type of attitude, not what you own or not what you possess like the rich guy was, the rich young man was, but because you're going to have brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms and houses because you're part of the family. But then notice what Jesus also said you're going to have, along with persecutions. You're going to receive 100 times as much now in this age. You're going to receive persecutions in this age. And then, Jesus says, in the age to come, you're going to receive eternal life. But then he tells them this, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. So he's sitting there basically saying to Peter, get over it. You know, don't worry about what you're going to get, what you're going to get. You're going to receive something. Keep your eyes on the kingdom. May we do likewise. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time.